imagined Jesus doing a press conference. And if Jesus is doing a press conference and if one of the news reporters asked him a question, what would you say or what would you tell to the churches? What would you tell the church today? And I believe Jesus would tell the same thing that he told 2,000 years before. He would tell the church not to panic, not to be complacent, but be alert. So this morning I would like to title my sermon as Don't Panic. Don't be complacent, but be alert. So if you can say that with me, don't panic, don't be complacent, but be alert. You know, last week we talked about handling fear during crisis. How do we handle fear during crisis times like this? But today, the situation is not same as that was in last week. Within one week, so many changes have already taken place in this world. More than anything else, since last Sunday, June 26th, world has lost more than 30,000 lives. In one week, the world has already lost more than 30,000 lives due to COVID-19. Many parts of the world, coronavirus cases are continually increasing. During last week, there are many nations they reported increase in the new cases. The, re- the deep red shows the countries that are affected with more than one million cases until now from the beginning. The bright red, those regions they show the countries that are reported with more than 100,000 up to one million cases from the beginning. The biggest increase are from the United States, from Brazil, from India, from Mexico, and even a couple of other countries. You know, they're all, they all reported during last week their increase in number. U.S. showing a poor trend in last couple, during last couple of days. Daily cases are more than 40,000 to 50,000 for last few days in the United States of America. Dr. Anthony Fauci, U.S. top infectious disease uh, expert, he says that he wouldn't be surprised if we go up to 100,000 cases on a single day if the situation doesn't turn around in the United States alone. He also warned about the mutated strain of coronavirus that replicates much faster and much better and it may be more transmissible. Now we are living in a very tough situation, we are living in a very tough time. The future is very uncertain and the future is in question. Couple of more states withdrew the reopening or reverse the reopening during last week as those states that are shown in orange, Texas, Florida, California, Arizona, Colorado, and Michigan are a couple of states they withdrew their reopening. 
India, the world's second most populous country, with more than 1.3 million people, had recently reported 100,000 new cases in past four days. As of July 4th, confirmed COVID-19 case total uh, from all the 55 countries of Africa has reached around 450,000 and they have reported death in Africa alone more than 10,000. Mexico, just yesterday evening that happened, Mexico topped 30,000 COVID-19 death on Saturday evening, overtaking France as the country with the fifth highest death toll since coronavirus outbreak started. In this situation, what God is telling to mankind is the question. I want to listen from God and all of us want to listen from God. Lord, what do we need to do? What do you expect us to do? Especially what God is telling to his own people. You know, God is always careful about his people. God is always mindful of his people because he purchased us with his own blood. He purchased the church with his own blood and he's not going to leave us as orphans. He's with us. And Jesus is telling the same thing that he told 2,000 years before. He's telling us this morning, don't panic. Don't be complacent, but be alert. Don't panic. Don't be complacent, but be alert. Jesus is telling us not to panic, not to be complacent, but be alert. Let's some, spend some time this morning to understand what exactly God is telling us. You know, panic is a sudden uncontrollable fear or anxiety. There is no doubt that coronavirus has caused tremendous amount of panic and stress and anxiety among mankind today. You know, it is very normal to feel sad. It is very normal to feel stressed and confused and scared and worried of what is happening, you know, during a time such as this pandemic. It's very obvious and it is very common. You know, people react in a very different way during this time. People react in very different ways. You know, we have seen people buying groceries more than that they need. They want to store up things. They want to store consumables and supplies for months together. And the way, you know, the panic comes upon the life of people, upon all of us. At times we don't even know what we do. We don't even know what we talk. We don't even know what we think. Feeling of socially excluded and neglected that's so common among us today. Concerned about our children and their educations, whether we, excuse me, we don't know whether schools and colleges will open or not. Fear of getting sick due to COVID-19. We are so afraid of what would happen if it comes to us. Fear of losing job, fear of loneliness, and not you know, hearing regularly from our loved ones. We don't know how their health condition is, how their situation is. At times we feel lonely. At times, you know, we want to help others, but we are unable to help. You know, that's a very, 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 very difficult situation to be in. We know that people are struggling. We want to just extend our help, but you know what? We are unable to do that. We are unable to help. Social isolation, physical distancing, you know, these are all very common nowadays. And these are all causing stress to you and me day by day. Concern about future. 
you know looking at all the trends that is going currently what is happening in across the nations we are in we are really uncertain how we are going to see the end of this year how things are going to happen you know this morning i'm not here to discourage you but i'm here to tell you what god is asking us to do and god is telling us you know i gave a brief idea about what is happening around us and the situation that we are in today so that we will be able to listen to god and try to understand what god is telling us god is telling us not to panic you know many times this pandemic can cause panic disorders in our lives at times you know when situation strikes us even when we see news even when we think about you know what is happening to our beloved our loved ones our friends you know getting into this difficult moment in their lives our blood pressure increases our pulse rate goes high you know at times even we may feel lightheadedness dizziness we may have even breathing difficulty because of the stress and you know eventually sometimes the even the condition can turn into critical god is telling us this morning don't panic don't panic there are times in our lives all of us may have to face the situation may not be due to covid-19 or maybe you know due to something else there are times that we need to face such panicking situations in our lives how do we handle ourselves in those moments and god is telling us again do not panic do not panic you know remember do you remember god our god is a god of promise our god is a god who keeps the promises that he has given to mankind this morning i'll tell you how do we depend on the promises of god how do we activate the promises of god his promises will become very true his promises will be so real in our lives or his promises can be activated you know when his promises are activated miracles will take place listen to me this morning when we when we depend on the promise of god when we activate the promise of god in our lives that's where miracles will take place how do we do it how do we activate the promises of god number one when we realize that particular scripture or the particular promise is talking about my situation are you with me are you listening when we realize that particular promise is talking about the situation that i am in today that simply means when we appropriate that promise to our situation i'm talking about how do we apply promises in our lives how do we activate the promises of god in our lives first thing to do is we appropriate the promises of god to our situation and second thing to do is when we realize that verse particular verse is talking about me not just only my situation it is just talking about me it is talking about you when you personalize the promise you appropriate the promise for your situation now you personalize the promise and you come in grips with god and you say that lord you are telling about me you are not just telling about my situation alone it's for me and thirdly when we believe when we believe for a breakthrough you know when a promise is appropriated in our life when a promise is personalized and when a promise is believed for a breakthrough you know that's where the miracle takes place 
You know, God's promises are not in vain. God's promises are given to us. They are all in our hands. And we need to appropriate, we need to personalize, and we need to believe those promises. This morning, I believe God is giving us two scriptures. You know, I'm giving prophetic words this morning because I believe in all the scriptures in this book is prophetic. So I just want to give those prophetic words to you this morning. Isaiah 43, verse 2. Isaiah 43, verse 2. Let's read the scripture together. When you pass through the waters, you can read it from the screen. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. Let's read it again. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. You know, water has the ability to drown you. Do you remember two weeks back, there was a student, there was a boy who drowned in Chocolate Lake and died? Water has the ability to drown you. And God is saying, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you so that you will not drown, your family will not go down into the water. Let's continue reading. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. You know, river current can take us to any direction and it can throw us into somewhere else. River current is so powerful. And God is saying, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. They will not overflow you. They will not take you and throw you somewhere. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. It is true that we need to walk through the water. It is true that we need to go through the river. It is true that we need to go through, you know, walk through the fire. You shall not be burned, nor shall flames scorch you. Fire has the ability to consume our lives. You know, there are many lives already got consumed on the face of this earth. Fire has the ability to consume. Fire, not only that, it has an ability to consume our lives and turn, turn everything into ash. But God is telling us, yourself and your family, when you appropriate my word to your life, your situation, and when you personalize my promises to you, to your life and to your family, and even though you end up in walking through the fire, fire will not touch you, fire will not scorch you. You know, how do we come out of this situation? How we can get relief from this COVID-19? How we can escape through these things? It all depends on how much we believe God, how much we trust in His promises. You know, you would have heard about testimony after testimony, keep people coming through this pandemic and you know, going through the sickness and then coming out of it. Now, we are not saying that, you know, those who believe in God, you know, they were all protected, they all saved. No, 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 we are not saying that. God will keep you alive until the time that he has appointed for each one of us on the face of this earth. But you know, when the premature death comes in our lives, when the enemy tried to throw something on our way, and before the life that God has appointed for us on the face of this year, before the life is going away from the face of this year, you and I are given the ability to hold the life back to the earth and to keep us alive through the promise of God. Amen? God is telling us, do not panic. And he's saying as he will be with you, rivers will not overflow and waters will not drown you and you will not be burned. Let's read one more scripture and move further. Psalm 23 verse 4. Last week we talked about this Psalm 23 verse 4. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, some of the nations, some of the communities, 
some of the, your neighborhood may be right now the valley of the shadow of death. And God says, I will fear no evil. The psalmist says, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, this exactly looks like the coronavirus situation. The valley of the shadow of death. Can you imagine the communities they lost thousands of lives? Can you imagine the communities, the thick, dense, pop, densely populated communities losing majority of their people? It's none other than the valley of the shadow of death. And God is saying, asking us to the same way David does, God is asking us to proclaim and say that I will fear no evil because he's able to protect my life. He's able to protect my family. You know, God wants us to proclaim his promises and move forward. And God is telling us this morning, when you hear bad news, do not panic. Number two, God is telling us, don't be complacent. Complacency is being satisfied with the current situation not trying to do anything to improve the current situation listen to me complacency is also being unaware of the potential danger that is ahead of us and god is telling us this morning don't panic but at the same time be aware of the situation that you are in today don't be complacent you know jesus spoke about complacency of people you know, through the parable, there are a couple of parables these Jesus spoke about. Let's talk about two parables this morning. The parable of the talents. People do not know that they are complacent at difficult situations, at situations like this. People do not know that they are complacent at situations like this. We need to tell them. We need to tell them that's the reason word of God tells us word of God tells us you need to know the time that you're living in you need to be alarmed you need to be warned about the situation and you need to take measures appropriate measures to handle the situation that is ahead of you let's look at few also before we really go to the parables let's also look at the couple of siblings of complacence complacency I would say brothers and sisters are some of the variants of complacency, arrogance. I know everything attitude. Self-righteous. That simply means what I do is right. Self-satisfied. That simply means I have everything. I don't need others' help. You know, these are a couple of things that we need. It's, you know, it's very practical during this time. We feel that we need each other. I feel that I can't just live by myself. I need support from others. You know, no human is made to live in isolation. Human is made to live as a social being. And when society is cut off from us, you know, we, 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 we just struggle as if, you know, fish is taken out of the water. And God is telling us, you don't need to be complacent. You don't need to say that I know everything. I don't know everything. None of us know everything. Even the government, they don't know anything. Even the health uh, professionals, the doctors, the, the leading health professionals, they say that I don't know anything about this virus. You don't know. There are many things I don't know. So I'm still learning. Self-righteousness. I don't say that what I do is right. You know, that's the reason we have the church board. That's the reason I try to talk to you, get feedback and see whether I, you know, we can bring some corrections. We can bring some changes in all those things we try to do. Self-satisfaction. 
I never could have everything that I wanted. I don't have everything that I need. I still need to depend on others. Now that's expectation of God. That's the reason we are as a church family together, just to depend on each other. Even though we are physically away, but still we are depending on each other. And God is telling us, don't be complacent. There are a couple of, you know, cousins for complacency. Laziness and carelessness. I mean, they are not complacent. Laziness doesn't mean that it's complacent, but you know, they're, they're just somewhere related down the line. Somewhere there. I can't even explain that, but somewhere. Hope you get that. Laziness and carelessness. And God expects us to come out of those things during this time. You people can go lazy at any moment. You know, we just, we just lose interest in what we have been doing. I'm not just talking about only church alone. Even, you know, you, know you, have been, you have started to work towards your career. But, you know, where do we stand now? We just lost everything. Lost those interests. But God is telling us, do not be complacent. The man who received one talent from the master, he was so complacent. He did not do anything with the talent. God had given him ability. God had given him one talent in his hand. And you know what? He thought that my master has everything. He is so rich. So let's not rely on those things. Let's do what God has given in our hands. And you know what? <coughs> because the master had to tell him eventually, you wicked and lazy servant. I don't want to hear that from God. So that helps me to go, go and move forward and do whatever I need to do, you know, before God has, you know, taken me out of this face of this earth. God is expecting the same thing for all, from all of us, the parable of ten virgins. Listen to me carefully this morning. This is important. I pray that God may open our eyes. Five of them were complacent. They were prepared to follow Christ only on this earth. You know, forgive me for saying this. But that's my revelation this morning. Five virgin, ten were prepared, but five were prepared to follow Christ only on this earth, only on this world. They never got prepared for their life beyond. It may be totally new for you, this revelation. You can follow Christ all along. And you can be left behind if you try to save money on the extra oil. You can follow Christ all along and you can be left behind if you try to save money to buy that extra oil. You know, if you desire one on the things of this world, if you desire more on the things of this world, I'm not saying that those five virgins were desiring on the things of this world, but they did not even spend it to buy that extra oil. They were asking, can you give? Somewhere there is a correlation. If we desire on the things of this world too much, we will miss the mark. Same time, don't be stingy. Spend where we need to spend. They were so stingy, and eventually they could not make it. And don't save beyond what we need. That is also another lesson. If we save beyond what we need, we will not enjoy anyway. Someone, is, someone else is going to enjoy. Even may not be your family. Somebody else is going to enjoy. Invest for your eternity. 
invest for your eternity those five virgin they could buy that extra oil knowing that that extra oil is not going to help them on this earth no it's a waste when you think materially but they were so spiritual they had the vision they had a greater revelation that they wanted to pay that extra money and buy that because they knew that they are doing it for God's kingdom and I strongly believe that every offering every dollar you give for any ministry where the God kingdom of God kingdom of kingdom work is established they are all accounted as the money the five virgins spend to buy that extra oil invest in God's kingdom wide open your fists do not be tight do not keep it tight do not be tight-fisted when it comes to the matter of investing in the kingdom of God you know those who are given to God they flourish they flourish there are people they give they just open they void open in with their sacrificially they give and I'm not trying to preach about giving this morning but they just picked up on this way on the way an extra investment it may not be just giving sometimes it may be spending your time for somebody else spending your time for someone who do not know God that extra investment is capable you know there are other scriptures they support this that extra investment try to make friendship so that you know when you go to your eternal heaven they will be there to receive you in the eternity Jesus is asking us this morning let's not be complacent like those five virgins I just want to read quickly now Luke chapter 19 verses 41 to 44 Jesus repeatedly mentioned the danger of complacency Luke 19 41 now as he drew near he saw the city and wept over it saying if you had known even you especially in this your day the things that make for your peace but now they are hidden from your eyes as he was riding in the donkey to Jerusalem Jesus started crying verse 43 for days will come upon you when your enemies will be will built an embankment around you surround you and close you in on every side verse 44 and leave you and your children within you to the ground and they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your, your visitation this morning we are talking about God is telling us don't be complacent God is telling us we need to know the time of God you know people in the city of Jerusalem they were so complacent and they neglected the visitation of the Lord we all know the story they did not accept Jesus as the Messiah they were not you know uh, they, they, they were they were in danger they the danger is ahead of them but they were not aware of the danger and Jesus even could not even talk about that and he cried he just cried later Josephus a Jewish historian an eyewitness of the fall of Jerusalem he says in the AD 70 listen to me Romans completely surrounded the city set the city and the holy temple on fire in AD 70 they plundered everything and thousands were caught and slain and after killing more than a million Jews a couple of them you know they have taken refuge and they, they were trying to escape there are around 97,000 of them and they killed them and the Romans completely destroyed Jerusalem the city of Jerusalem and the temple of God it just came upon the land the Romans set fire to the extreme parts of the city and they burned them down 
and the city was entirely demolished the walls are all walls were completely demolished except one wall that is even standing today known as the wailing wall even today Jews go there and they wail and then weep over the destruction of the city the simple reason was their complacency the simple reason was people did not find Jesus did not accept him as the Messiah they rejected his king and the kingdom of God and the timing of God you know rejecting Messiah you know even though they claim that they know the book of God the book of the Messiah but they did not know the real Messiah Jesus is telling us we cannot be complacent today we need Jesus I need Jesus we need to accept Jesus we need to have a relationship with Jesus now because God is telling us the situation is very dull you know when you look at it, look around the situation can make us very dull but God is telling us let's not wait for a normal time things may continue to be like this the same way the new normal so let's continue to walk in this new normal God is telling us don't be complacent just look around and know the timing that we are living in today let's not expect those comforts anymore let's change let's change you know I believe God is expecting a change in all of us during this situation as days go by we need to understand our situation we need to understand our limitation and we need to adjust our lives accordingly no matter where we are remember the days are not going to become better there may be momentary and temporary good days and good times coming ahead of us but overall the days are evil Bible says overall the days are evil we need to follow Christ anyway we cannot quit we need to follow so no matter what our situation is God is calling us calling the church to follow him and we need to humble us before God and we need to be available for God and we need to be flexible we need to change we don't need to be rigid during this time we need to understand we need to keep our eyes open and try to learn try to learn there is so much of learning that we need to do during this time and God is expecting us to change God is expecting us to change it is hard but we need to change because we need to overcome and we need to overrun we need to go through the situation and God need to strengthen us God need to keep us and we need God needs our cooperation in this matter and if we don't run if we say that I will keep doing what I used to do there are people there coming behind us they will just run ahead of us they're already people are already just walk before us and God expect God is expecting us to run in this journey as he opens up different avenues for us let's not be complacent let's know the timing that we are in let's know the limitations let's know that we are called to fulfill his will we have a calling on our lives so we can never forget that our situation cannot take the calling of God in our lives thirdly God is telling us be alert do not panic don't be complacent but be alert be watchful I'll finish quickly God is telling us this morning be alert be watchful Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 7 the prophet says even the stark in the heavens knows her appointed times and the turtle dove the swift and the swallow 
observe the time of their coming but my people do not know the judgment of the Lord God is telling us you know he's comparing our lives with the nature you know with the other lives that other creations of God that we see around you know in our at our home we have a fish tank <clears throat> and every day when I come from upstairs you know down in the morning the moment I come there they all get collected in, you know towards my side in the, in, the, in the tank and they will all just make whatever nice they can make for their food they know very well and they may not do the same way it does for me when Joy or Dan goes next to them because they knew very well that I'm the one who is feeding right and same thing happens in the night when I go home and the moment I turn on the light you just look oh it's the right person and they all just come and make all kind of noises you know they're a little bigger so you know they, they do all these kind of things so they know their timing and all the you know birds of the air that we see today the birds that they migrate they know their timing and God is saying my people do not know my people do not know you know so complacent how complacent we are at times and God is telling us we need to be alertful we cannot ignore the timing of God we need to understand what is going on on the face of this earth right now we need to know what Bible says about these days how can we find that how can we get that you know how do we know what God is saying how do we know in what time that we are living in can we buy shall we all buy in Amazon shall we all buy a book that says they're unlocking the end time prophecies can we all just go and buy one may not be the good idea right unless you have Amazon Prime shall we turn into some TV shows some prophetic TV shows and you know, I've been just listening to some of the okay anyway, I, won't, I don't want to talk about this but I've been listening to some of the TV shows prophetic TV shows they are literally jokers I don't want to go get into this God help me we don't want to open any of the TV shows and listen to the prophetic words shall we just listen to certain prophets who are good in prediction no I don't think it's a good idea shall we run between conference this conference that conference this deliverance meeting that deliverance meeting shall we just go and try to find an escape from this time or try to understand what time that we are living in may not be a good idea shall we fast for 40 days and try to find out Lord where this earth is going not what is going to come in the coming days I would say don't do that don't do fasting for 40 days I have known many people those who have gone done fasting for 40 days and invited not Holy Spirit some other spirit in their lives when you fast for such a long time you are so vulnerable to the attack of any spirit and unless you are in the Word of God unless you are with the proper fellowship you do not know what spirit is coming into there are many lives they got wasted don't do it so shall we listen to the new year prophecy of 2020 once again shall we go back to those videos have you ever listened you need to listen then only you understand how our prophets are prophesying we don't want to do this they're not going to tell us what situation that we are in there is so much of confusion among Christianity today said that we are not the people of the book but instead we are the people of people right so God is telling us to be on alert just be alert know my time 
So how do you know that? How do we find that? We need to shut off our TV. We need to shut down your TV. We need to close our laptop. We need to stop listening to those ex exciting, enticing messages. Stop listening to those New Year prophecies. Isaiah says in chapter 2, verse 22, I'm going to give an answer now, right now. Isaiah 2, 22. I'm reading from ESV. Stop regarding man in whose nostrils is breath. For of what account is he? Whoever it may be, the one that burns the breath is taken out of him. He is just a dead body falling on the ground. So God is telling us, stop regarding man. God is telling us, take your Bible. Take your prophetic book. This is the only prophetic book that is available on the face of this earth. <laughs> I know one prophet. <clears throat> I know one prophet, he's an amazing prophet and you can all go to him. He's the prophet of the New Testament, my Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other prophet on the face of this earth. I'm not saying that prophecy is not one of the gifts. Prophecy is one of the gifts. But that gift is in this book. That prophetic gift is in this book. There is no prophet outside this book. There is no prophet other than the prophet Lord Jesus Christ. He is the prophet of New Testament. Turn to Matthew 24. Let's start read and find out the time that we are living in before we close. Matthew chapter, verse, chapter 24 verse 3. Matthew chapter 24 verse 3. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. Verse 4, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. You know what? First thing that came out of the mouth of Jesus is what? Take, make sure no one deceives you. You know, this is the area of deception. You know, people can twist it into any extent and we can go wrong. And Jesus is saying, do not stop listening to those prophets and start reading this book. Verse 5, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. Those who take glory on themselves, they are declaring that they are Christ. Verse 5, verse 6, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. Same message, do not panic. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. The end is not yet. Verse 7, for nations will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilence, there you have coronavirus, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrow. All these are the beginning of sorrow. They are not the end. So what the world is going through is not the end. It's the beginning of sorrow. Let's read a few more verses. Verse 9, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Somewhere there, right? Somewhere there, maybe still down. The rapture is going to take place to the church before the great tribulation breaks open. 
Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Verse 10. And then many will be offended, will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. We keep seeing the symptom of all these things because these are all the beginning of sorrow. These are all the beginning of sorrow. We see the love going, growing cold today among the families, among the community even outside it was 13 but he who endures to the end shall be saved and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come so if somebody is saying that coronavirus is the end of the end of the world don't believe that because Bible doesn't say that it's all just beginning of sorrow and God is equipping us. God is sending this as a pre-shadow, you know, so that people can get ready. His people can get ready. Church can get ready. And this morning, God is telling us, do not panic. Don't be complacent, but be alert. Ephesians 5.16 says, redeem the time because the days are evil. We are living in evil days and God wants us to make use of every opportunity. First Peter 5.18, again, Peter writes, be sober. Don't panic. Don't be complacent, but be alert, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. This morning God is speaking to us. God is asking us to take shelter in him. God is asking us to know the situation that we are living in. God is also expecting us to be warned and alerted of the coming danger. Amen. Shall we close our eyes this morning?